And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Varsity Radio Roadshow today is we're at the single barrel inside the graduate Thursdays on the road. We welcome in Brandon Vogel, Counter Read, CounterRead.com. Incredible work each week. Uh, two newsletters each week. Aaron Sorensen, Brandon Vogel cover all your big red needs. Vogues, what a two-step on Saturday, Nebraska Northwestern, and then the, dare I say, main attraction, Nebraska Wisconsin. Want to start with some volleyball before we get to football because, well, demand is what demand is, uh, standing room only and all. And what what does this team mean to you? The the opener with the ninety two thousand, and now you fast forward to to Wisconsin. Uh, what's this season? This another big time season of John Cook and his volleyball team. Uh, you know, our friend Mitch Sherman said a team of destiny. What what does Saturday mean for you? Yeah, it, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, saying it's a big one is is probably understating it. Like, I mean, the odd the, the thing that sticks out to me is that Nebraska volleyball has played a lot of big matches recently, right? Just even since their last national title, and somehow somehow this one feels <clears throat> bigger. And I think a lot of that is, you know, Wisconsin's kind of trucking along um, and has been for a couple of seasons. Uh, certainly has had the better uh, of Nebraska since 2017, essentially. And <clears throat> the Huskers have kind of upped their level to the point where, you know, this was a team where you had a, a good amount returning, but you also had some some new players in key positions. And They've been as good, well, better than advertised. To, to get to undefeated at this point with, I think, the schedule that Nebraska's played kind of tells you how good they are. And, and Wisconsin has maybe even played a, a, a tougher schedule. So it's two teams who are, you know, it'd be like if we got Georgia-Michigan football right away this week. Um, slightly different, but, uh, you know, it's just the, the two teams who have kind of been head and tails like – you know, haven't had to sweat things a whole lot. Nebraska, again, on the road against Northwestern, made it look pretty, pretty simple. They've just, they've just kind of rolled to this point. And it, it's one of those matchups that you only get not even once a season, once every couple of seasons with all of the context. So all of the context has kind of come together, mentioning the, you know, big time start with 92,000 at, at Memorial Stadium kind of set this team on a different path, I think. Dare we get into the dreaded game of the century take, <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> you say it for football and we've seen it for football, but maybe it's time to call it that for volleyball. Well, I mean. <clears throat> Could be a preview. It, it it feels, I mean, honestly, that's how I've said it a couple of times. Like, it reminds me of like some of those Nebraska Oklahoma games, you know, particularly because Nebraska hasn't been able to to beat Wisconsin recently. Um, I think I think that adds a little bit to it, but it's going to be uh, an, an amazing atmosphere, of course. Um, you know, <laughs> they're not related events, but I can't help but think what a what a Sunday it will be in Nebraska if uh, the Huskers beat Northwestern on the football field, and then we get like a a five set classic with with Nebraska coming out on top a little bit later uh, over at the Devaney Center. Brandon Vogel with us from Counter Read CounterRead.com. 
Why has Wisconsin had Nebraska's number? It's a good question. Um, I mean, they've been it, – it's hard because Nebraska's at such a high level, but, you know, for a while there during this stretch, I think you could say Wisconsin had the advantage at setter. Um, they definitely had the advantage in the middle for, for a lot of those games during this, this Husker losing streak, which, you know, dates to 2017 against, against Wisconsin. Um, and, and Nebraska during that stretch, obviously really, really talented, obviously a a top five team throughout that entire time. But in my opinion, it was kind of missing it's hard to think that there's a level even above what Nebraska is typically at, but you see, you see somebody like Michaela Fecky, um, a player that like is just big in big moments. And when you're playing a team as good as Wisconsin or, you know, a team of that ilk, like things get tough, you're out of system, or even if you're in system, it's just a crucial point. Like, you know where you're going, you're, you're going to your Michaela Fecky, you know, it's, it's Michael Jordan getting the ball at the end of the game. Right. Uh, and, and Nebraska, I don't know if they truly had that player um, on the outside in terms of an attacking player. This year, um, you know, I think they're closer. And I think that's that's the difference. I think that's why this game feels a little bit bigger is, is that the matchup does feel a little bit closer than it has maybe in the, in the past couple of years. It's Brandon Vogel with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking Nebraska-Wisconsin volleyball. We'll get to Northwestern here in just a second. But Brandon, 30 consecutive sets won for Wisconsin coming into this matchup. They're as hot as can be. But as for Nebraska, while it hasn't been that level of dominance, they are off to their, their best start that they have had in years. And, and whenever you look at what these two teams are doing this year, it feels to me like there's a large gap between these two teams and the rest of college volleyball at the moment. I don't want to call this maybe a preview of the eventual national championship because you never know how a tournament's going to play out, but just am I off base in that, that it really feels like there's Wisconsin, Nebraska, a gap, and then everybody else. These two teams just feel like they're on a different level. No, I think you're, I think you're right. I think they are the only two power five, you know, it's a little bit different in volleyball, but power five teams that are still undefeated. Um, and you know, you'll have some, some lower kind of, or group of five, I guess, to use that terminology again, conference teams that, you know, maybe don't play the, the type of weekly challenges that you see in the big 10 that are, that are still undefeated. But in terms of like some of the other heavyweights that you're used to seeing up there, you know, Louisville, uh, Kentucky, Florida, um, who all taken a loss somewhere, somewhere along the line, Kentucky took a loss to, to Nebraska, um, so I think that does. I think that does set them apart. It's kind of why you know a little bit earlier I tried not to to make the football to volleyball comparison too often because I think they can stand on their own. Um, but why it reminds me a little bit of you know Michigan Georgia this season in football. And I know there's there's a lot more big time programs that are undefeated in college football at the moment. But just based on how they've played, um, even if people are like wringing their hands a little bit over Georgia. Um, like those seem like the two best teams in college football to me at the moment, and it, and the, and the gap seems seems pretty pretty large. Um, I feel that I feel that way about Wisconsin and Nebraska when it comes to volleyball. 
Brendan Vogel can find him with Counter Read, counterread.com, and all the volleyball thoughts and all the football thoughts. And Vogue's going to go to Nebraska Northwestern. We've been kind of arm wrestling all week with this point spread. <laughs> and is it too large? It, it, you know, you'd see Nebraska Colorado back in the day. Nebraska would be favored by three touchdowns or 17. And, the Buffs had always cover. Not only is Northwestern typically covered, they've they've won outright. It's not been a pleasant walk in Evanston or even in Lincoln. You got to go back a ways, two years to the, uh, the the last time you really blew them out. You don't win by double digits hardly ever in this series. You've won by a hail mary. You've lost in overtime. That threshold's been around twenty eight points for Northwestern. They get there and. That's that's the magic number against Nebraska. Nebraska's defense hasn't allowed a lot of points to teams not named Colorado or Michigan. So what's your temperature right like right now with this ball game? Nebraska try to stack, dare I say it, back to back conference wins together. Yeah, so you know, at circa circa sports opened this game on Sunday, I think at minus ten for Nebraska. Maybe there was a another place that had it opened earlier than that, but that's always the one I look for. Um and to see it go up from there has surprised me a little bit. Um I can tell you this, like the statistical models are kind of all over the place on this game. Um predictiontracker.com tracks more than 50 you know projections and they range this is pretty rare that this happens they range from like northwestern minus one to nebraska almost minus 15. um so and the average there of 50 plus projections is is nebraska by about seven uh so i i I agree with you the line feels feels a little bit a little bit high to me and i think some of that's just kind of residual like a lot of the stuff matt rule talked about this week of i'm just trying to get this team to like be the same week to week because prior to this nebraska was not good as a as a favorite um not in terms of like cover well it, it wasn't good in terms of covering spec spread but it wasn't even that good in terms of winning straight up it was a team that that didn't do well when it was expected to to have an advantage is this team past that? Has Matt Rule gotten there? In some ways, I think it's the biggest challenge that he's trying to overcome is just the mentality of like, hey, we're not going to be the team that's like good once we get punched in the mouth. And we're not going to be the team that's not as good when we're, we should have an edge. We're just going to be as good as we are, um, which sounds simple, but I think it's hard to get there. In a lot of ways, I think this game is a good test of that. Um, I expect Nebraska to to handle a run game from Northwestern that hasn't been very good. I think if that happens, uh, they'll be able to get to the quarterback, um, which could make things tough for Northwestern. So right now it's early. I'd lean towards Nebraska and uh, and I'd I'd lay the points at this point. But it's tough to get over what we've seen in the recent past because there's been a lot of games here where you're like, oh, yeah, Nebraska should win this. And then. Things were either too close for comfort or not comfortable at all by the time you got to it, got to the end of it. It's Brandon Vogel with his counter read. Hale Varsity on the road here at the single barrel. And uh, we'll get Vogue's take on Harbaugh and the shenanigans uh, that there's uh, being alleged and hurled at Harbaugh. His lawyer has spoken. We'll get you that comment 
before 5 o'clock. John Baylor, voice of Husker Volleyball, coming up. Reminder about workers' comp. Are you confused about your options for workers' compensation? Do you have a claim? Uh, Put your trust in the team at Dyer Law to help ensure that your rights are protected and you get the settlement that you deserve. Call Dyer Law today, Dyer.Law, that's Dyer.Law, 402-393-7529. Again, log on, Dyer.Law, to chat with a trusted professional about your workers' compensation claim. That's Dyer.Law, 402-393-7529. Single barrels where we're at inside the graduate 9th and P. First of a couple of times, we'll be here this week for Northwestern Week. Here till 6 today, here noon to 2, coming up on Saturday ahead of Nebraska Northwestern. Come see the Wall of Whiskey, more with Brandon Vogel. Coming up, Hale Varsity continues on the Roadshow Thursday. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Brandon Vogel with us from Counter Read, counterread.com. Brandon, based on where Nebraska and Northwestern have been really this season, Nebraska trying to show some progress. Does Nebraska need to get a comfortable win in order to prove that there is progress, or is just a, a win a win still at this point in the season? Yeah, I think given given the state of the West Division and it and it still being pretty open in in my opinion, like I think a win is a win at this point. I think people would feel a lot better if this game looked like the Northern Illinois game. You know, that's kind of the one game where Nebraska was, you know, a a double digit favorite, came out, covered that line. Um, Didn't quite get it done against Louisiana Tech, but was was close. Um, You know, you you look at the rest of the schedule like this is, you know, I, I, I don't like to use this term, but quote unquote, the easiest game left. They won't be a double digits favorite over anybody else the rest of the way like it's just you know it's it's not not in the cards so can it look like that that's that's kind of the i think challenge for nebraska you know it was interesting that i i think that rule and i know you guys talked about it earlier in the week named harburg right away on on monday um that was kind of a lingering thing for me during the bye week i think that tells us a little bit about where they're at i'm also interested to see you know you kind of had the you got embarrassed by Michigan, the easy motivation button to push against Illinois. You got the, you got it done use, using that. Now it's like, well, you're expected to beat Northwestern. Can you come out and do it? That's a different challenge. So I think um, I think we'd learn something about Nebraska if they if, if they if they pick up the win, regardless of of how big it is. Brandon Vogel's with us. Vogue's a quick thought on. This storm that is the NCAA in Michigan—they're they're going back for a sequel. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I haven't had a whole lot of time this afternoon to, to dig deeply into it, much to my chagrin. Like I saw the notifications, I was like, "Oh my gosh, what?" Because um, what Michigan has done so far this season is kind of unassailable. I mean, they're just mashing teams. They—they they look as good as they've been the last two years, they look like they've taken a step beyond that. And now you have this, you know, notice of allegations at least uh, that, well, maybe, maybe you're not quite doing this by the book and boy, like what a story that becomes depending on, on where this goes is you've got this great team. 
Harbaugh was talking about setting NFL draft records in the preseason, and he might do it. But like, it turns out you are, uh, you know, getting 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 cards dealt to you off the bottom of the deck, so to speak. Uh, well, that that changes a lot about how this team is perceived, no matter how the rest of their season ends. And and you know, I don't think things got any easier uh, with for Michigan. Now, you know, their tough games are still a couple of weeks away, but. Things didn't get it easier because now the story is this. The story is, are you cheating? And the paranoia that surrounds Harbaugh, just a different guy. I mean, people that work for him or work with him are respectful, but he's just he's just Jim, right? He's just he's just Jim Harbaugh. And would you put it past these allegations, right? Uh, innocent until proven guilty. But does it sound outlandish, fellas, if, if Harbaugh was to do some advanced scouting? I don't know if it was in person because he was suspended. But to send folks out there to, to try and steal signs. That's what these accusations are. And I don't know how many you know, giant uh, whiteboards are up on the sideline with a picture of Jim Rome, the Oregon Duck, uh, Fred Flintstone, and a ribeye, or whatever the the Oregon cards used to be. (laughs) But you can do some work there. You can do some work through film study. And and Elijah, you even played earlier in the day the, the Shiano interview, like, dude, something's up. This is a mystery machine moment Mm -hmm. where... Uh, I mean, well, there was there was not a declaration or an or an accusation by Shiano, but man, he 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 felt like, dude, they they got us. <laughs> Someone faxed a copy of the old playbook. Over. Well, you, you use the term outlandish, Schmitty, and the thing is, is like the thought of a team as good as Michigan needing to resort to something like this to get an advantage that seems outlandish. But at the same time, Jim Harbaugh uh, talking about outrageous. The dude's got more rushing yards than Bo Jackson in the NFL, and, and ah, that sounds yes. that sounds even more outrageous than the fact that Michigan's using <laughs> like some uh, some cheating methods in order to gain advantage. But that's a true statistic. Jim Harbaugh more rushing yards than Bo Jackson. So if that's not in Tecmo, not in Tecmo, the, in the dreaded life. turbo, <laughs> the turbo button, that, that, Elijah. That's that's a really good number. I'd never heard that before. Um, my mind is kind of blown by that. My mind was not blown by the allegations against Michigan. It wasn't a moment where I was like, what? Michigan's stealing signs? No way. It was. And, and it's not like. They don't have my, to. My mind, was, my, my mind wasn't blown, but it's not like, you know, it kind of runs counter to, uh, you know, Mich- Harbaugh's image of like, you know, I just like to drink glasses of milk and good old fashioned football. Right. Like who needs to steal signs? That said, like, he's just kind of a mystery guy. You know, uh, a person in his own orbit, um, which I can respect. Like it's it's pretty entertaining. So I think that's why it's it's kind of tough to put anything past him. Even if you can look at this and be like, dude, you got a team where you don't need to do that. Like just just play just play the plays without knowing what they might be, and you'll probably win majority majority of them anyway. Well, as Alanis Morissette once said, Jim, you ought to know. Mm. Your you team is know. good enough to win without those signs. Thank you. <laughs> Vogues, tell folks about Counter Read real quick before we say goodbye. Yeah, it's a new project from myself and uh, Aaron Sorensen. We've worked together for, for more than a decade, and uh, kind of the log line is uh, Nebraska sports stories, hopefully well told. Uh, 
well, not hopefully, but I'll, I added that part of it. We think they're well told. Uh, twice weekly, you can become a paid subscriber. Uh, that gets you those two two stories each week. We also do a couple of free stories each week. Um, we're kind of everywhere, out and about. So you can check us out at counterread.com. My preview for the Northwestern Nebraska game went up um, this morning. Still plenty of time to check that out before game time. So. Love to see you over there. All right. At Brandon L. Vogel. Find him on Twitter, counterread.com. Vogels will talk Saturday. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. Good to spend time with Brandon Vogel. More on this Michigan cheating scandal as the NCAA is investigating Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We're on the road here today, a roadshow Thursday at the Single Barrel Incredible Stakes, the Wall of Whiskey. The cold beer, if you need it, chops, it is glorious. The food is so good here at the Single Barrel. Inside the uh, the Graduate 9th and P, if you are debating whether or not to stay here for a, a football Saturday, do it. For a volleyball Saturday, do it. And you won't be disappointed with an incredible meal, wonderful facilities here uh, that are just super comfortable uh, and cozy. And I'm seeing about every replay of Ohio State, Penn State. That's on. Michigan's kind of stolen the headlines today. But we'll get into volleyball as Nebraska v. Wisconsin on the docket. Uh, Nebraska's already done their job setting attendance records in person, globally. They may set some viewership records, uh, BTN. When it comes to uh, Nebraska, Wisconsin, the voice of Husker Volleyball, dear friend, mentor John Baylor, coming up in 15 minutes. We'll get JB's take on things, all volleyball. and He might have a Harbaugh thought or two. <laughs> Gary Barnett, uh, he'll weigh in and get his take on a program near and dear to his, far, his heart is Northwestern.